Welcome to another edition of the You Tell Me What I Just Said podcast with your host, Johnny the Outsider, and that beautiful, handsome, devilish, good-looking man, the Luchador Kid. What up, what up, what up? What up, what up, what up, indeed. Finally, the man has come back to Heinz Field, and we have all the takeaways from the game to give to you, the highs, the lows, and the, eh, that's kind of what we thought was going to happen, yeah. as well as a big return to wrestling. Everyone lost their mind, but is it really that big of a deal, question mark? And then, of course, <laughs> SummerSlam. So yeah. let's let's jump right into it. Uh, we were, we've been itching to finally have I'll look at what to expect for the Steelers season. Like Mason and Haskins was fine debating like back and forth, back and forth, who should be the backup, but like who cares about the backup? We finally got to see Ben out there and he looked good. I think he went eight for 10, right? Um, yeah, kind of like just had his way with um, the Lions defense. Just really made it look easy out there, look comfortable, just making big throws. You know, he had the that surprise. Long shot down the field to uh, Deontay. Yeah. I think I think his only misses were dropped by Ebron. I, it has to be what it was because Ebron sucks, man. Like, what was it like three drop passes, something Look, like that? All, all I'm saying is, how are you going to go out there and like <laughs> be the quote unquote vet and pass out there making like big boy plays like, in the yeah. end zone? Like, I mean, Ben Ben made some good throws. That pump fake was like throwback, like shades, yeah. so like vintage Ben. Vintage ben. Yeah. But I mean, those are some pretty tough catches. Not tough, but like you know, like big boy catches, we'll call them. Yeah, Pat Frymuth catches everything in the red zone. I know we talked about that before, and to have a weapon like that available to Ben, especially like in the twilight of his career, you know, it's like you can't put a value on that. You know, to see. Pat just go out there and make circus catches over. He just made everybody look like they're JV, you know? And yeah. of course, like you were saying, Ebron's supposed to be the vet, but he's over here getting uh, false start penalties and drops and looking like a goof. I mean, the only time he showed up at all was when Rudolph and Haskins were in the game, but nobody cares about that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for some reason he falls out for Mason. I mean, probably because he's a backup. So. You know, he shows up for his fellow backups, but <laughs> it comes time to be a uh, starter football. Um, yeah, it's, it's, I just don't know what to say about you run anymore. Like you, you're getting shut. Like Pat had the holding last week, but he cleaned it up obviously this week. Yeah. Ebron's out here getting false starts. Like a holding penalty is unfortunate and but at least you're doing that to save your quarterback, probably. Most or, likely, yeah. So, like, it's unfortunate that you have to hold, but a false start, like, that shouldn't happen, especially at home when, the, you know, the crowd's on your side, you know the snap count. There's no, no excuse for it. <laughs> and home. you're a vet. <laughs> yeah. 
Come on, man. Yeah, you so supposedly went to this tight ends camp and you know, you guys you learned how to like be a better tight end, the badass room or whatever he called himself. Yeah. Dude, he got he tried to do his his run blocking that he was so adamant about, you know, and he ended up getting on like they threw him into the ground and walked over him like it was me out there going against Troy, my son, not Paul Malu, <laughs> but just like planting him into the dirt. Like, what do you? I've seen well, nothing, Ebron, man. I, he, did, he didn't have he didn't have to go to tight end camp. Just watch Juju. Yeah, <laughs> like, for real, that dude. Yeah, and, and still, we'll defend Juju Smith Schuster on this podcast till the day it's no longer a thing. But just seeing Juju out there laying out people or you know blocking, just they're picking up the tough yards, just doing Juju things. Like how, I don't understand how you can hate that kid. Like the TikToks, like I, I don't mind him doing the TikToks because he's like you say, like he's on the field taking care of business. Yeah, you know, and, and like why? Like who who cares? You know, like they're not they're not losing because of it they're not distracted because of it so it's the, the hate that the kid gets is ridiculous and we are here to tell you that we're hoping Juju gets extended next year because you know yeah. he's everything you want in a Steeler and he's just showed it again today or especially, well, yesterday especially when you see like Deontay could have like easily if he held his block got Juju down the field probably another 20 yards but like he can't even block so like he that having a receiver who wants to block that can block and makes impact blocks. Like there's no value for that, especially when you're trying to get a run run game. I mean, Deontay, you know, Deontay's doing better in the passing game so far as preseason. Yeah. Um, he was the one that had the bomb down the field to bend through it to him. Yeah. But I mean, just the intangibles, like Juju is like a, a more, more lively Heinz Ward. Heinz Ward had like that quiet energy, but like Juju's is very boisterous and the team feeds off it, I think. Yeah. So it's, yeah. And him being the veteran, but still being so young, just, just, you know, something that you need to have, especially with, you know, maybe Chase Claypool, not saying that he's a bad guy, but, you know, sometimes he says things that he shouldn't along with Devin, but I mean, Look, but, okay. going, but you know, no, just like, it's good to have somebody like Juju in the locker room, you know, to see like what a veteran should look like. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, do your social media thing, but if you, if, if you can't perform on the field, then you need, you need to stop your off, off the field shenanigans. Like social media is fine. Everyone has a right to get on there and say what they want when you're not performing on the field because you're more worried about, what your social media following is or you know getting that recognition trying to build a brand like you build a brand by what you do on the field right the, the other stuff that's is like filler for that but right i mean it's unfortunate but you know you're only as popular as your you know production pretty much yeah yeah you're not wrong so well uh, do, do we know do we know what happened to juju's was it his hand or his Arm. Injury? Yeah, I I thought it was I thought it, I I don't know I don't remember. Was it I just like a stinger? I think that I think what I was surmising is that he was just wanting to get out the field, <laughs> so like he was just like I don't want to be out there all night, you know. I, but you know, who knows right. for sure? But he was making a he was making a TikTok dancing on the logo after the game was over, so I can't imagine imagine it being super, you know, serious. So he's he's fine. So, I mean, that's good. Well, I mean, everybody I mean, get out of the game healthy. 
and that's all you could ask for out of a preseason game, especially the one, <laughs> the way we want it. So, um, yeah, man, it, it's, yeah, I think everybody got out okay. That's good. It's good to see. I mean, do you have anything else to add to the Juju thing? Because I was like, <laughs> no, no, I mean, oh. just that he is who we've said he is, and yeah. he shows it time and time again on the field, and it's unfortunate that people get hung up on, you know, TikTok. Yeah. That's what we're going to get stuck on. Right. Well, another guy that really impressed us, I mean, not that it's, it was ever in doubt, but uh, Najee Harris, <laughs> it's good to have a running back who can catch out of the backfield and make people miss. You know, he has that sneaky, it's better than Levy and Bell, you know? So yeah, yeah. it's good to see him. Hit, I, we, like <clears throat> you can see him picking up some blitzes and protecting the quarterback. Um, you know, he's is as advertised, as we said, a bunch of times. So it's really nice to see Ben having a superstar in the making running back and a stud at tight end and Pat Fryermuth. Like it really, it's re- it really, it'll really help um, alleviate some of uh, the, you know, the quarterback duties that he's going to have, you know, because he has those safety valves to throw to like those two, you know, studs reliable pass catching do what do what you need to do to get things done players you know yeah yeah i mean we didn't get a whole lot going in the run game kaylin uh ballage led us led the way with seven carries 30 yards four four and a half yards a carry um but i think you know the running backs in the passing game really is where it looks like we we made a difference yeah, what Najee had like a, that 46 yard catch and run. Yep. So, like I said, man, like oh, that's invaluable, especially, you know, Ben scrambling, doing vintage Ben things. So, if like everybody that was talking shit about Ben being old and slow or having a noodle arm, like all that was put, if you're a smart fan, like you already knew, but this should put all, all those doubts to rest. I mean, Ben looked like, like he took a, like Doc Brown showed up on DeLorean. I was like, Ben, get in. <laughs> you know and but, you know so uh yeah man it was just great to see like and, and another thing too was the o-line like kendrick green looked solid you know they had the starting o-line out there um chooks is up and down still you know uh, everything right, we talked about right. in the last podcast and dan I, like they they took out zach banner put dan Moore in at right tackle and he did okay but i i'm I feel like Chooks is going to get replaced by Dan Moore sometime in the season. Oh, for sure. It's just, I don't know. I don't know what it is, man. Like he's just, Dan Moore just seems like a more violent um, player, like in a good way, you know, yeah, yeah. to protect Ben. He just seems more consistent too. Like, I, I guess there was a thing of a P- PFF put out an article saying that he was the, he, what, did, what was it? Help me out here, John. I'm spinning. Who like put out the article? PFF. Oh yeah, yeah, about how he, he hasn't given. He's the highest rated. I left. forget if it's right tackle. Was it left? Uh, let's look on our handy dandy cell phone. Yeah. The player with the most pass blocking snaps while allowing zero pressures this preseason. Like, come on, dude! Like sixty-two. Like that's. I mean, he he's gonna make his way on the starting lineup. There's oh yeah, no way. it's a ma- it's a matter of time. It's just a matter of time. This is crazy that we were just talking, like, oh, he's not gonna make the roster, or he, 
he's not going to play any. Like he's still got a lot of growing to do, and like just the fast development you know, that he that he's had going on. So look out for Dan Moore Jr. Uh, Chooks better watch your back. <laughs> so you know, it. I feel I feel good. I feel a lot better about the starting first team offense now than I did two weeks ago. You agree with that? Yeah. No. I. I whatever they're doing uh, in this training camp. Like the guys are all bought into the system. It felt feels like it feels like everybody feels like everybody is giving, you know, it's their best shot. It just seems like they have more life, more energy. Mm-hmm. Um, it just really good makes you feel excited for the season. And obviously, as long as everyone stays healthy, like this team could definitely go a lot farther. Especially with you know a lot of the talking heads are real down on them. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think we're projected to be third in the division, which, we'll <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll see. I mean, we gave our, our, our season predictions, but that's based on, like, we didn't know what the offensive line was going to look like. Right. And it, it's still preseason. So, you know, everyone gets excited about preseason, especially when the team plays well. Uh, we're obviously going to have our first big test against the Bills. Right. Who, there, there's no, there's no easy out. Right. Um, I don't even think Josh Allen's played this season, but. Well, well, with that being said, it, you know, it is preseason. And also it's just some of the things about the doubts about Ben, how we were just talking about his supposed wet noodle arm and his mobility, like that should, that should translate into the regular season. You know, I think. But so I mean, there's one thing to be more confident about, and some of the defensive players like Melvin Ingram, like we talked about last podcast, where he looks like he's gonna make a mark. I mean, he he was all over the place in that game. Um, and Alex Highsmith, like he just looks like ready to go. Like he looks like a different player, in in terms of like his size. Like he looks like he bulked up and. He just looks like he's reacting faster, and you know that's that's a good thing to have. Like those uh, those three outside linebackers, you know Watt, Highsmith, and Ingram. Like that's a, a quite a rotation. So that, that that should make you feel good. I mean, some of the other players on defense, I don't know, man. Like Devin Bush and Schobert. Like yeah, they haven't had a lot of time together, but I'm okay with it. You know, for now, because yeah. obviously Schobert just got there. Uh, obviously Minka looks like Minka, all pro safety. You know got snubbed in the nfl 100 but whatever you know <laughs> no big deal, <laughs> no big no deal. Big deal. if i just use that you know have that chip on their shoulders but uh a cornerback man like joe hayden looked good like there was that one play he almost intercepted it was like the first defensive series i think but james pierre looks like he's going through some growing pains right now oh man i don't like with this extra cap space like, I wouldn't be surprised if they do go after another cornerback. Like, last week I felt good about the cornerback room. Now, I don't know, man. I just it, – it, I feel nervous because you're just, like, one injury away from just having – you know? Yeah, right? Like, one Joe Hayden ankle injury away from just potentially being awful in the secondary because Minka can't cover it all, you know? Like – he yeah. can't do it all on his own, and obviously Terrell is Terrell, you know. I mean, I don't know, <laughs> maybe maybe Miles gets moved around. Yeah, you're, you're uh, really high on him, right? Like, what do yeah, you, yeah. he's 
I don't. Is he good in coverage? I mean, he's only. Ever, I've only ever seen him be safe this year. I mean, <sighs> I feel like I feel like he's the kind of guy that you know could could do most anything you ask him to do. Obviously, be an adjustment going from you know safety to cornerback, but. I don't know. I, I I know, I know, but the kid just I mean he just plays his heart out. Right. He does this all over the field. Just, just, I mean, let's look look at what he's done in the preseason so far for us. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I mean I don't I don't know how what his coverage is like. I mean, he has two career interceptions, um, six pass defenses, but I mean I feel like that's probably like in the linebacker or safety position, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So right. it's hard to say. It's hard to say, but I mean, if we got desperate and you know Justin Lane's giving up, you know those Ike Taylor touchdowns, jeez, oh, uh, in big moments, like what I take it. It's like we we got to get we got to get uh, obviously TJ Watts sign. Yeah. Who knows what our cap space is going to look like after that? Um, what free agent cornerbacks are even out there? Oh man, probably not, nobody you, you really want. <laughs> I, I, I can't imagine anybody out there that would be like, "Oh, we, we got to bring him in." Chet Griffin is he, uh, is he a quarterback? I thought he—he's the dude with the missing arm, right? Or the 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 one arm, the yeah. one arm. Yeah. Oh, geez. I don't, I don't know if this is gonna be the actual free agents that are out there, but this can't be. The, no, this isn't. This is an accurate list. Hang on. One of my buddies, his name is Barton on on Twitter. He he, you he's adamant that the Colbert's gonna trade for uh, your boy Stephon Gilmore. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be mad. At it. I wouldn't be mad at it either, right? I, I, don't know. I don't know how you. Uh, how do you swing that though? I mean, they don't that, have any. Place. That dude wants to get paid. I mean, I think he already got paid, but I think he wants to get paid again. Whack. So according according to this. The top 100 available free agents are in the top 10 cornerback wise Richard Sherman and Quentin Dunbar. Quentin Dunbar, who did he play for? Carolina? I feel like didn't he, didn't he used to play for the Broncos? His last team was Detroit. So I mean, <laughs> oof, oof, big oof, as a certain t shirt company owner just, would say. I just don't know how Richard Sherman is number four out of the top of it. This can't be it. Like I don't can't know. Right, man. Richard this, Sherman, this, he's not this, even he wouldn't even this, fit in our system. This list is put together by the same people that think Lamar Jackson is a real quarterback. <laughs> oh my stars. I can't um, man. Prince of Mukamura is available, but I mean he's 32. Maybe. Did DJ, he just get cut? Yeah. DJ no. Hayden. They need to. Uh, they need to make their last ditch effort to get that kid from Jacksonville. The C.J. Henderson is that his name? Because yeah, yeah, yeah. Not only there were we one injury away, I think, from being in pretty big trouble, but also like you got a lot of fast receivers in the north, and I'm pretty sure none of our cornerbacks can keep up with them. So, like, if they some somehow design a play where they just run a go route and just blow past everybody, it's going to be, you know. Tough sailing to catch up to him. So uh, Drake Kirkpatrick, 
He's available. I've, I've seen that poor kid get thrown into the ground by Le'Veon Bell enough in, my, in, in his career. I don't think I want to see it uh, well, happen in Pittsburgh. Lesser screen. So, yeah, I, I don't even know if there's really – Josh Norman's available, but, like, he's 33. Yeah, so, Derrick Henry ended, ended his career, man. I mean, Derrick Henry ends everyone's career at some point, but, I mean – Spillane hasn't been the same since. So. <laughs> yeah, like you were saying, you messaged me like, or he like in past coverage, he's horrible, but like on in run defense, yeah. he's pretty solid. So on the, mean, on the run defense, he's always in the backfield. It seems right. like, but when it comes to having to stop any sort of throw, like, ugh, ugh, get him out ugh. of here. But. So. Oh. Moving on from that, from that, what did you think of the quarterback play after they sat Ben? Because you know Ben did Ben things and got him up well, like fourteen zero. It, was, it was nice to see Mason finally lead a scoring drive. I think they were both field goals, but at least he finally got two field goals in preseason game three games in. Yeah. Um, I don't know, Mason Haskins like had Haskins still like. I still think I would take him over Mason. Um, he wasn't as good this game, and I don't know if maybe sitting into what he didn't he didn't really play until like the end of the third. Or yeah, what, the did, third did he come in fourth. in the fourth? I think it end of the third or start of the fourth. I don't, I don't know, man. I think they're. I think this is one of those Tomlin things where, he, like, I tweeted it out, but like. Like how is how is Dwayne gonna react to not getting playing time? You know what I mean? Like, is this just Mike Tomlin just seeing how Haskins deals with a little bit of, of adversity after he claims he's changed? Not claim that he's changed. He's, he's come di- come to the right, Steelers right. different, but I mean, like, how's he gonna react to this? Is like, is this gonna is he gonna take this personally? Is this gonna yeah, is, I, he, is he gonna be like, oh well, they don't believe in me, so they, they don't want you know they don't want to put me out there, so I'm just gonna start playing like shit, you know? So we talked about this on our other podcast, but, you know, he seems like he's a slow starter, so, like, he has to get going. So, like, I don't know if sitting the whole game and then coming in the fourth, like, he was just checked out. Um, I mean, you know, he had that one scramble for 10 yards, looked Mm -hmm. really good, got down, you know, like a quarterback supposed to not doing spin moves and dances and, I mean. Your whole season at risk for just two yards, you know, in the middle. I mean, look! Look at what happened to Justin Fields. He fumbled week one trying to do all that. Oh, dude! Moving. He got blasted. Well, no, no, I wasn't talking about oh, that one. I, oh, I was no, talking about okay. week, his first preseason. Oh, okay. He tried to scramble and do do more <laughs> than he needed to. Right. Fumble the ball, and fortunately, they were able to get it back. Oh, okay. But sorry, I was talking um, about him getting destroyed. No, no, yeah, 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 that that was unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Chicago Bears fans, but. Man, Man, imagine being a Bears fan. You had to watch Trubisky light you up, and then your quarterback <laughs> in the future, supposedly. I think he had 90 yards, gets blasted in Ohio State quarterback, so am I right? <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Dwayne. <laughs> I, 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 I still like you better. We believe in you, Dwayne. You're, not, you're just different. You know, you're different. But, uh, oh, man, Dwayne Haskins, man. He can throw it, you know. There was a couple of throws where they he overthrew some of the receivers a little bit, but I want to see him run with the ones, man. I hope this upcoming game that they, they let him start the game because, like, we've been saying, we know what we have in Rudolph, you know. I mean, 
I want. I just want to see Haskins roll with the ones. That's all. Yeah. That's all I want to see. It's just made for like you just have the game, dude. Like it let, I, think that, let, I think that was my biggest surprise is like that he didn't come in after Ben. It's whack, man. I just, I, I, yeah, I don't understand. I don't understand why they keep trying Mason out. And he, he said he got two field goals this week, so that's an improvement, I guess. He still doesn't move around in the pocket. Like there was one play where like you could just see the guys coming after him. He just stood there like, dude, run or make the pass or something. But instead, you like run into your lineman barely. Like you don't even move. Like come on, man. Like, are you still afraid of running around after you got laid out by Earl Thomas? Maybe. <laughs> I mean, I, that would probably change anybody, honestly. But still, like, come on, man. Like, this is your, what, third year? Like, you got to show something because otherwise you're just going to be here for, you know, the, as a bridge or the, maybe they'll cut him this year. Who knows? So they, they haven't, well, actually, they haven't signed, but that doesn't mean anything, you know? Who knows? They could just cut his ass after, like, all right, we've seen enough. So, like, make a statement, man. <laughs> like, like, show the Steelers that you are the guy. If not, then just move along, man. <laughs> go go play for the Cleveland Browns or be the, yeah. you know, uh, who else is a shitty team right now? Who doesn't have a quarterback? I can't think of you're, you're, you're talking about Haskins, right? No, Rudolph. Oh, sh- don't tell Rudolph to go. Miles Garrett would kill him. <laughs> right, no, he'd be like you. Yeah, they'd they'd make up. But I mean, like, just go be like that. Go to go to Houston and be the quarterback for like two seasons, and then lose your job to some hot hot shot freshman or freshman hot shot rookie coming in after they draft him like number three overall. Sorry to change subject request, but while I was on that free agent list, I didn't realize Larry Fitzgerald isn't playing for anyone this year. It seems seems really weird to say that out loud that Fitzgerald is just. Like, he's not retired, it says, but, like, he's just hanging out. He's going to be, like, one of those guys that gets signed to – Tom Brady will probably sign him. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's, <laughs> he'll he'll go to, like, a contender because he wants to get a ring because he famously <laughs> didn't win a ring with Arizona, uh, <laughs> their Phoenix Suns in the NBA Finals. Don't worry. Parker will tell you all about it. So – um <laughs> but yeah so yeah good luck to larry fitzgerald whoever he goes with you know i mean to be fair chairs. to be fair he deserves it i mean that guy's been nothing but like a stand-up dude yeah he, he's went through some <laughs> tough quarterback situations Oof. yeah yeah i mean kurt warner was probably his best quarterback ever right and then they ran into james harrison and the steelers and you know that <clears throat> famous uh throw that that schmuck Ben Roethlisberger threw, he threw into the end zone to Santonio San Holmes, one of the greatest throws of all time. You know, especially in the Super Bowl. Yeah. I know, right? Imagine, imagine being in that position and having to make that throw. Don't worry, I'm sure Lamar can do it. <laughs> For sure, man. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, man. Uh, Mason is what Mason is uh haskins i want to see more dobbs i don't know if he it seems like a lot. He, i was gonna say it seems like maybe you keep him around and he's just like a quarterback like he's probably good for morale he's a smart guy doesn't seem like he's a problem in the locker room i i would imagine he's likable by most liked by most of the people in the locker room so would he be one of those quarterbacks they bring in to get ready for lamar or a running type quarterback 
maybe in for a cup of coffee and be like all right man I just need you to run around <laughs> right <laughs> so he's, he's a good practice guy yeah anything else from the game that you wanted to talk about i mean i think we've seen enough from ben and yeah i mean obviously next week we'll probably be at a better the lions unfortunately this year i think are probably back to where they used to be own 16 <laughs> territory oh. so i think next week the panthers are probably a better gauge for where we are as a starting offense but yeah not much else i mean shout out to the guys that did go out and perform obviously our third string defense almost flooding the lions back in the game it's kind of like disappointing but especially since it was against david blau but who <laughs> who david blau cue the snoop dog gif who <laughs> but yeah 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 yeah, I, I guess we'll we'll see. I mean, it just felt really good the, the first string out there, but I think next week we'll probably get a better feel. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I don't know how how much we'll see of the starters last week. I would assume a pretty good amount of time, but we'll see. Ben's notorious for not playing much of Game Four, mm-hmm. especially since he actually played Game Three. So we'll we'll see. Right. Well, I don't but, have anything else to add to that. I think, you know, like you were saying, Steelers ready to see them in week one. Done wing. Done. We're done. Let's see what we got against the Bills. That's what we really want to see. Where do we stack up? Yeah. That's right. Uh, Before we shift gears to the next heavy segment, uh, I got to shout out my boy, Clay Guida. Um, (laughs) The guy went out there and performed. I thought he did enough to win, but unfortunately it wasn't anything to fight decisive enough to call it a robbery but i mean to go up against a guy that's undefeated silver medalist in the olympics like and to do what clay does it's bring high energy always this go 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 um shout to him i mean he's 39 years old to still be performing at that level and to arguably have won that did enough to win that fight like that dude is just so much fun to watch and i i hope he Still has a few more fights left in him. I think he still has enough to give to really. I mean, at the end of that fight, the fans are going crazy, you know, yelling Guido. And it's well deserved. That dude's a legend just for the wars he's been in. Right. Like the fact that he's been in wars and isn't like glass job like a lot of these guys, it's just a testament to like who that dude is. So, agreed. Gotta give props where it's due. Right. But moving on now, and it's unfortunate we don't have our resident AEW fanboy here to carry <laughs> us through this segment. But yes. in case you haven't heard, uh, CM Punk decided to come back. And admittedly, I mean, it was cool. It was in Chicago. Like the one thing AEW fans do is get excited, not always for the right reasons, but like this really, this. <laughs> This made it like feel special in like a moment. I think he probably would have got the same reaction in WWE if they would have brought him back in Chicago. So I'm not, not for sure. I, I'm not putting it like up there that it's different because it's AEW. Because I guarantee a smart crowd like Chicago, like if he comes back in WWE, they're gonna lose his mind as well. Mm-hmm. But outside of like the moment, 
like I don't know that like the promo was anything special like he took his you know shot at WWE like all the ex-WWE guys do uh, I don't know if Miro did it or not but you know all the ex-WWE guys I don't Tony Khan probably says I'll give you as much money as you want but yeah at some point in your first promo you have to take a shot and he did and you can say whatever you want about like his exit from WWE but like for me like nothing about it really got me excited like he talked about wanting to come and how about the young guys but like Darby been on a roll he's already got Sting with him like I don't I don't know how it makes sense to put him in a feud with like I, I don't know what fighting CM Punk does for his career that isn't already being done with like the help of Sting, especially since Punk probably goes over. Like it's probably ninety percent sure that he goes over. So like I don't know how that helps out Darby. Just to um, say that he got in the ring with him because he's the most dangerous <laughs> man that he could get in the wrestling ring with, or whatever he's saying. I was gonna say the fact that he's telling a guy that literally coffin drops through a, a coffin that the most dangerous like everything darby does is the most dangerous yeah. thing that darby can do right like i but i mean i get it you say what you want to say i don't know i was trying to think like i was trying to think of like a memorable like cm punk match like he had moments in wwe dude, that were memorable I, yeah i do i just had this conversation with one of my coworkers, and i cannot for the life of me think of like a match where somebody's like, yeah, you remember CM Punk and blah, blah, blah? Like that one memorable feuds. Yeah. But not matches. And of course, everyone's going to be like, well, let's be WWE wrestling and uh, they don't know how to put on. It's like, okay. But like Jericho had like a memorable match with uh, Fandango. So like. Yeah, like whenever you talk to somebody about CM Punk, like they always reference like his, pro- promo. His, yeah, his pipe on promos or like the summer of punk or which which what was the summer of punk like he took the belt and they were like is he gonna come back with the belt or is he gonna run away with it like wasn't that like the i think so or, or was it yeah then and then uh yeah just the promo like the john lord john laurinitis like wherever he's like you you called so and so and blah 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 and fired him and you didn't have the balls to do it to his face. And then it just like I don't remember. And then like the the feud with the shield, I guess. Didn't he have a feud with the shield? Yeah. But like who yeah. who, who who were his partners? I don't I don't even I don't remember. And like it's it's just not just be me being like an asshole, like, oh, you just don't want to acknowledge punk. Like I seriously I don't remember. Like, and then the only thing that I've ever heard. At WrestleMania for CM Punk was the Undertaker match. Uh, it turned out it was so there was a CM Punk and the Usos versus the Shield, and this was before the Usos were, were awesome. like awesome. <laughs> yeah. When they had their face paint and like rainbow colored pants. Hell yeah! And then apparently, <laughs> apparently, Cena and CM Punk versus the Shield. Who? Cena. Cena and CM Punk. I don't remember that at all. I don't. You go on. Uh, and then apparently it looked like CM Punk versus the Shield TLC. So like, I, was it just uh, him versus the, the the Shield? Uh, let's see. 
He's like, I'm going to take all three of you guys at the same time. Yeah, apparently defeated him in a three-and-one handicap. Oh, my God. Okay. All right. So, CM Which Punk. Apparently, the bout itself was excellent, but it's clear from Punk's victory that this match was more about furthering issues with boiling under the surface for the Shield. So, this was, it sounds like when they were. Getting ready to break up? Yeah. Okay. So. I just, but, I just still, like, I don't. I don't know, like, because, like, when you think of, like, Triple H, you think of, like, the matches, or the match at was it Royal the, Rumble. The best, best three out of, two out of three falls with Shawn Michaels, like. Right. And, I mean, that's saying a lot, because, like, Triple H was mostly known for being <laughs> the golden shovel. Right. <clears throat> um, what, what about Seth Rollins? Obviously, the cash-in at WrestleMania yeah. was legit. The, the match, the match they had that night with Randy Orton was pretty spectacular. Yeah. Um, uh, the match he had with Balor for the title. Yeah. Yep. Um, even though Balor got injured in that match, but I just like for a guy as legendary as he is, like nothing about and I admittedly I didn't watch Ring of Honor, but I mean, according to him, his last match was 2005 in Ring of Honor. So like <laughs> I guess that's my other thing. He's 43 or 44. Mm-hmm um hasn't wrestled in seven or eight years obviously oh he's only 42 okay so i was a little he's, I, he's, I, he's a lot younger than i thought he was yeah but i mean he went to mma <sighs> what a disaster that was i'm like i give him credit for doing it like when you're you have that money you're gonna go in there and get your ass kicked but also at the same time because you ha- like you have all this notoriety like the UFC is in the news right now for not paying their fighters or like giving them giving them opportunities. So like there comes some some dick from WWE who wants to fight. And like one of the famous matches that was left on the undercard was Al- Alistair Overeem against uh, who was the guy? Oh God, what was his name, John? As Alistair against somebody. But like you're gonna have CM Punk get his ass. Huh? Big was it Antonio Silva or? Was that the one? No, that was never mind. Um, I'm trying to remember, but like I think it was the match where I don't know if it was the one with, against Mickey Gall or the, the the reporter, but like really, you're gonna take away a spot from those guys. Which or... hey, I'm, while we're on that subject, let's make one thing clear. Huh? Um, <laughs> that fight got thrown out because the reporters smoked weed before it, so like. <laughs> A lot of people are gonna be like, "Oh, you only actually lost once because the one guy was cheating." But like, no, like, we we hardly we hardly counts as a performance enhancing drug. So. And CM Punk was gonna he, he was losing that match within like the first minute. Like, I, I don't remember him having any offense in that match. I think he tried to throw punches, but he kept walking forward. He did the the whole Conor McGregor Nate Diaz thing where you just walk right into the walk right into the fire but shout out to mickey gall for fucking blasting him in the face because like somebody made a comment like when mickey gall had mouth on him or whatever and like cm punk was like trying to throw these wwe punches and then fucking mickey just like reels his arm back and just fucking lays right into his face like several times oh man they fucked him up but you know kudos to cm punk for getting in there and doing that 
Look at, at the end of the day, yeah, it takes a lot of guts to step in there and get punched by a professional fighter. Yeah, like, and then, then like, hindsight, it's kind of like a, a risky move because, I mean, what if Mickey Gall just wouldn't, or not, not that he wouldn't stop because that's stupid, but, like, what if CM Punk what? gets, like, brain damage or, or something, you know? Like, I think I think that's what Mike Jackson, I think that's what Mike Jackson said he was going for was uh, he just wanted to just beat the guy to prove a point. Mickey Gall, Mickey Gall was just going out there to get a finish and make a name for himself because he's coming off the Dana White Contender Series. But yeah. Mike Jackson, I'm pretty sure, came out and said like he could have finished the fight, but like he was just having too much fun in there. It's too much fun just beating the shit out of somebody. Like, what a psycho! But then again, you know, well, Punk, this is I mean, what you wanted, man. And you know, the guy, the guy may or may not have been baked out of his gourd too. So <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, fuck, man. That's that's hilarious. But like, yeah, we were saying, shout out to CM Punk for having the balls to do that. That's some I have respect from there. And then also there was one tweet where like somebody said that he went to, I think it was the Penguins Flyers, uh, playoff game, and he went to Pittsburgh just to cheer on the Penguins because he hated the other team so much. <laughs> like like come on, that's that's fucking hilarious man like I, shout out to, to him for doing that like i mean come on dude like that's hilarious at least you know at least he at least he you know right at least he had that i don't know man could shout out to him he, he does some funny shit and you know uh, uh curtis blades fought eilisher over him on that card that curtis blades yeah <laughs> what we met him yeah, he was a cool dude. Oh, wow, man. So, man, that man, sucks, though, on, you know? Even, even on the other card, Clay Guido was fighting Charles Oliveira. <laughs> so, like, the, the fact that... Oh, full circle, dude. Ooh, ooh. Wow, man. What? <laughs> Crazy. But, yeah, like we were saying, like, his his it was cool to see him come back, but, you know, he would have gotten that reaction in WWE regardless. Yeah. But... Yeah, I, I don't know. We'll we'll see. I I feel like he should have just came in and fought like one of the members of the elite. Um, uh, was it rumored that he was going to go after Kenny Omega? Isn't that what we were talking about? I I, I think the uh, third member of this wrestling trio talked Probably about that, but yeah, cause that's why you know Hangman Page had to lose that match. But mm-hmm. uh, which I think I read somewhere he, he's. Just had his first kid, so that's probably why he took time off. Oh, really? Yeah, I think I think that's what. Uh, well, I mean, I guess that's a that's a pretty good reason. You know, yeah, if, no, if, I mean, if that's the case, then it probably he probably was gonna win. <laughs> you know, because like if he's champion, he has obligations. But you know, who knows? Oh, no, they're just expecting the first kid. Oh, uh, okay. Well, look at us. <laughs> look at us trying to report on shit. Yeah, well, you know, the, the thing is, we try to watch AEW, it's hard. It's hard sometimes, yeah. man. It's real hard. At least Cody Rose isn't on there anymore. And like you were saying, now that Cody is trying to have like a fucking reality show with Brand. Ah, dude, no, I can't, man. Like that is. It's Miz Light. Oh, God. It's like Rollins is uh, Light. Miz is. Oh, what? Cody Rose is just Miz Light now. I just, I can't, man. I've never. Like, he was cool when he was in Bullet Club, kind of, like, that promo where he was, like, son of a plumber, grandson of a plumber. But, like, ever since ever since the inception of AEW, it's just, 
this has just been the Cody Rhodes show to me. And I'm probably wrong. You wrestling fans can get all mad at me. Parker's probably going to be like, oh, is the case? but you know, I, I, I think they probably made him show, take a, I think they probably made him take a break. I think everyone in AEW is getting sick of him. Thank God. <laughs> well, anyway. But, I mean, you guys, you guys say the same about the elite. Like, if I have to watch another Young Bucks match, <laughs> like if they if they beat Jurassic Express at the next pay per view, like I I don't know how you take AEW more serious than the writers in WWE's room. And I'll use it. I'll use that as a transition. Okay. Like that writing is no better than having Charlotte win again in the triple threat match at the pay per view this week. Like you, you have this hot, hot young story and Nikki Ash, who, admittedly, like, it's a dumb I'm, gimmick, man. <laughs> I'm not super excited about it, but like, it's a hot, fresh gimmick. It seems like people are into it. I'm not into it, but I'm not going to be like, oh, what I say goes because like, millions and millions of wrestling fans, and maybe I just don't get it. But yeah, if the Young Bucks win against Razor Express in the steel cage match. Like, there's no way you can tell me that AEW is different from WWE. They just have more botches and more flips. And they're giving that's, that's, a chance to the young guys, supposedly. Supposedly. That's like, <laughs> I don't know. I just, like, we'll transition into SummerSlam. I'm just going to say this. A lot of people are losing their mind over Becky squashing Bianca. Like, she literally had a gimmick where she was Stone Cold Steve Austin. Just... <laughs> without the beer guzzling and just okay. running through the rough shot through the roster. Bianca just isn't on her level yet. And that's not a knock against Bianca. Like personally, I'd rather see Bianca be a heel with like a gimmick like EST. Like she should be like Mr. Perfect out there, to be honest. Yeah. Dude, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that's right. Like with a gimmick like that, like that's that has heel written all over it. Um just like Sasha the boss gimmick, like that's heel written all over it. And she's doing her best work as a heel. Sometimes you just got to take a gimmick for what it is and put it into where it needs to be. Like Roman Reigns has the look of the tribal chief. He should be like this arrogant, like he's wrestling royalty. Like everything's lined up for that. You know, sometimes you just got to take a gimmick and make it work. And Bianca is this happy, like, I'm just happy to be like really good at this. And I think I'm the best. And then she runs into Becky Lynch, who literally the man, yeah. if you will. And let, let's not forget, it's supposed to be Bianca versus Sasha, and Sasha unfortunately had something come up. So this isn't like WWE being like, oh, Punk came back. Yeah, now I was we about to like, ask you. Yeah, I was about to pull ask out you. like all those stops here. Like, no, Sasha literally, I, I, I don't want to report on it because I don't know exactly what's going on. But mm-hmm. Whatever reason, she had to miss a pay per view. So, WWE just pulled the next best thing. Like, what were you going to have Bianca take on Selena Vega and Carmella in a two on one match? Like, have that be the filler for SummerSlam, your second biggest pay per view? Mm-hmm. No. Right. Just, so, just calm down, people. This is not a reaction <laughs> to CM Punk. This is just taking chicken shit and turning it into chicken salad. Yep. Agreed. Agreed 100%, man. Same thing with the. Uh... The Brock Lesnar thing, in my opinion, I think he was already slated to come back at SummerSlam. Right. Oh, so, and plus, like, 
you just had a law from like Cena coming back to challenge Roman Reigns for the title. You had that it was like a month buildup or something. Right. right, right. So like logically, like who is going to challenge Roman Reigns next besides Brock Lesnar? Like who else? Who else could you have that would be like remotely interesting? You know. So of course right. Brock Lesnar is going to come back and come out and. You know, I think. I think this might be the first feud you actually think Roman's going to lose his belt. Yeah, for real, dude. Have you seen, dude, when Brock Lesnar came out, he looks like in better shape than he, than he did when he left. You know. Yeah. 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 And plus, he has no. a fucking beard back. Like bearded Brock, is, like it's so it's dorky and fangirly of me. But like bearded Brock is a, a different animal, man. Like yeah. it's it's he's he's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be a great feud, man. Like I actually got excited like to see him. And like people want to shit on Brock for not being like a great wrestler. Like he's a, a legitimately great wrestler. Like he's a good talent. It's it's crazy that people deny him, you know that. And it's just the perfect it's just the perfect feud to go into Survivor Series potentially longer. Who knows? But you know you have Paul Heyman in the middle of it because you know famously Paul Heyman was Brock Lesnar's guy, and now he's Roman Reigns' guy now. So well, let's just see how this plays out. I'm pretty excited about it. And you can't ask for a better ending than that. I mean, but maybe they could have fought, but, you know. People are going to say, like, it's, it's too obvious. Well, sometimes the obvious move is the right move. And in this case, it's the right move. Yeah. Because, again, can you definitively say, like, oh, Roman, they're going to put Roman over Brock in this match? Hey. <laughs> what do you think? I, that's the thing. I, I don't know that Brock would come <laughs> back to just to lose. Right. Well, like, who, knows, who knows, man? Maybe it'll be like a back and forth thing that they got going. Who knows, man? It's interesting. That's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. It's right. like, it makes sense. Like, like I said, CM Punk coming back and putting over Darby Allen, like, no, they're just going to have a match. Punk is going to win. And then who knows where he's going to go from there. Right. But like, Brock and Roman, like, you can't tell me for sure that Roman's going to win this one. Right. And yeah. that's what makes that, that's what makes it interesting. Man, what just like, what a moment though, you know? Like, and unlike Goldberg, like Brock can go. Yes. So, like, yeah. I mean, his matches are pretty rough and brutal too. So, like, that's going to be interesting. You mean like, like physical? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, because I, I feel like sometimes like Brock's like actually hit me, not like fucking Dan or. Uh, well, well I don't did, but I, mean, like, I was going like, to say, I don't know about that because you, you gave it right back to Brian. Right, yeah, but I mean, like, like uh, Daniel Bryan, like, when he was actually kicking him and shit, like, that looked brutal. Like, you know, Brock has some of his best matches with the smaller guys, so it's going to be interesting, interesting to see, like, this dynamic with Roman Reigns. I mean, we've seen it before, you know, but, yeah. like, I feel like, I don't know, it just feels different, you know, with his own character and stuff, so... I'm excited to see it. I'm legitimately like ready to see what happens on SmackDown this week. See if he comes back. If he comes out, they go face to face. If it's going to be like one of those things where it's like, oh, yeah. So Brock Lesnar came back and credits next week. Brock Lesnar comes out. I'm like, well, I came back. You know, let's see if they get face to face or have something happen. It's really going to be interesting to see Brock without a mouthpiece. Like without having Heyman talk for him. I'm really interested to see how that goes. Oh, yeah, he used to talk back in the day. <laughs> so we yeah. know he can talk, but yeah, like you said, like it's been a long time, man. I, yeah, it's gonna be really interesting to see how he, you know, 
portrays his character this time around without Heyman, without Heyman with him because they've been together for since he came back, right? Like since Lesnar came back after that long hiatus against to challenge Cena, right? At SummerSlam yeah, several yeah. years ago. So it's 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 just exciting, man. I I can't wait just to see I what mean, happens. Like people can say what they want about the Punk stuff, but like the biggest thing in wrestling right now is Brock and Roman. Like you can't tell me Punk and Darby is like the biggest thing in wrestling. You can't tell me like that's gonna like light the wrestling world on fire. Like people can say what they want about Brock, but like this feud, Brock and Roman, like I don't know that there's anything any company right now could do, especially with the way they built Roman up. And we all know Brock's history. So again, the obvious move sometimes is the right move and that's fine to do what's obvious. But it's just going to be interesting to see what where they go after this. I'm interested to see, uh, like we were saying, what CM Punk does next. Because, like, I mean, after like Darby, yeah, yeah, because, like, you know, it's still a big deal that he came back, and that match is going to be a big deal because it's like the first time Punk has had in-ring action in seven years, and people are going to be curious to see what happens and how he looks, like what, how his fighting st- wrestling style is going to be against you know somebody like Darby so I just, I'm I just I'm just curious to see the like what happens in the long term with CM Punk how, how he handles you know waiting through those waters how he's gonna right. coexist with like people like the elite like he says he's down for it but you know everybody says the right things when they come back he's like who knows man like that's it's just it, it like although there are some things AEW does that I don't like. I think it's just the net positive for the wrestling world right now with all these returns. And it's just wrestling's in a, in a good spot right now, you know? Yeah. Like, even yeah, yeah. If, if you're a fan of one and hate the other or vice versa, like, it's still a, a good, it's a good uh, climate, I guess. So. Right. Yeah. I mean, with the CM Punk stuff, it's this, this feud does nothing for me uh, outside of like, We'll see what CM Punk got left in the tank. I mean, yeah. is he gonna? It's he's already said he doesn't want to have to take a suicide dive from Darby <laughs> Allen because of how like, he probably has the best suicide dive in the business right now. Mm-hmm. But you know, we'll see. Like CM Punk willing to take like the, the other high risk moves, the big impact moves that even for a little guy, Darby Allen pulls off. I mean, CM Punk himself isn't the biggest guy either. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, for me, like, this feud is just it's probably a good warm-up for Punk, but, like, the feud itself doesn't do anything. It's more just, like, seeing him in the ring and seeing what right. he still has to offer. Right. But the feud, otherwise, you know, I'm a, I'm a Darby guy. I think the, guy, the guy's fun. Uh, he, he fills a spot in wrestling. Um, I don't know. He doesn't feel like a title spot necessarily for me, but it's a fun spot. Yeah, an intercontinent, or what's the second? Yeah, 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 a mid-tier title. Yeah. 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 But. Agreed, um, man. But yeah, uh, the rest of the card of WrestleMania, it, it was fine. It was good. I don't know that necessarily that it felt like the second biggest pay-per-view, but like the matches delivered um, between Seth and Edge. I, admittedly, I wasn't all in on that feud mm-hmm. until... Uh, last Friday, like I thought they both crushed their promos, and 
I think Seth is just doing his best work. Um, yeah, he's been doing great, man. Yeah. And people can say what they want about Seth. Like he had that while where he was, a, oh, WWE defender, like fanboy, like whatever. But like he's he's backed it up with his recent work as a, the Monday Night Messiah. And now this, yeah. like, his character work is just phenomenal. His wrestling work's always been, you know. Top tier stuff. Good to great. Uh, you know, people are trying to say like he's average in the ring, but like. What? Who says that? I, 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 <laughs> There's some message boards that make uh, me wonder if people Jesus actually watch wrestling. Trust me. <laughs> but, that's nuts. That's crazy. Uh, that's legitimately dumb to say. Women's, women's triple match was triple threat match was good. It, you know, but the ending obviously was a letdown. Right. Um, shout out to Edge for the brood entrance. <laughs> I, I yeah. know it's it was yeah. it's beautiful, man. It was beautiful to see. The, the fire, the music. He had the he had the fucking shades on, like in the the long jacket. Well, I mean, he's always had the long jacket, but just that look, like kudos to WWE for whipping that out. Uh, good shit, man. And people can say what they want about the Goldberg Lashley match, but like, when have you ever seen that, that Goldberg dominated like that? So I I think they got the point across that Bobby Lashley is a bad dude. Yep. To do what he did in that match. I, I don't see how, like, people can knock it, but like, Goldberg went in there and put over Bobby Lashley, which he never does. <clears throat> and unfortunately, it looks like it's going to continue on. Like, I think it should have ended there but with the gauge stuff. That's the only downside of that match. But in terms of, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But in terms of, like, you've never seen Goldberg just decimated like that. So, right. I, I think it was one of Goldberg's better matches, if not for the reason that, you know, he he did the work. He did yeah. the job. We'll he say. did the job. Good for Goldberg. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I, I the rest of the card was just, you know, the Usos winning. What else is new? <laughs> I, I'm just kind of tired of, like, this father-son, the first ever tag team. Like, it was nice that they got it, but, like... I just don't care. Yeah, it's hard, it's hard care, to care man. about. Mysterio 20 years in at this point and they either need to do something with Dom or they need they certainly need to get him away from his father like he needs to start doing his own thing sink or swim kind of point yep um Baron Biggie was fine like Baron Biggie got his belt back and that probably got a lot of people thinking oh is he gonna cash it in um uh, money in the bank briefcase yeah yeah and the main of main event like it's a typical Cena match I don't know what people are expecting, but he gets beat up. You know, it was fun. It was fun with the like one, two, three. Mm-hmm. You know, Roman like just talking crap to the crowd. Like he's just playing up that that gimmick so well. Yeah. And people are like, people can complain it was slow, but again, it's the storytelling in the match. Right. Which people just need to realize like that's wrestling storytelling at its finest. Agreed. But. Otherwise, like, I don't know. People just, people are just like too hard. I think on it. Right. Like, it is what it is, man. Yeah. But anything else you want to add? Nope. I think I'm all wrestled out, man. You know, CM Punk came back. A lot of great returns. Wrestling's in a good spot right now. Um, yeah, I was looking forward to what the future holds for everything. I mean, NXT Takeover is tonight. I think it's. 
headlined yeah. by Samoa Joe and Karrion Cross. Tyler uh, Riley and um, Adam Cole. Yeah, I mean, Adam Cole is rumored to be leaving to go to AEW. We'll see. I mean, I thought he was who knows? Contract. Yeah, who, know, who knows, man? I don't, I don't follow uh, NXT as much as I used to, admittedly. Sorry, guys. Um, but other than that, you know, I'm looking forward, like we were saying with the Steelers, I'm looking forward to week one, ready to cheer, ready to root for my team, ready to stop talking about Haskins versus Rudolph, ready to talk about actual gameplay uh, consequences and things of that nature. Shout out to Tomlin for that. Uh, so obviously it's things are getting, getting ready to ramp up here. I mean, I think we're going to be putting out more. You tell me what I just said, podcasts that deal with Steeler stuff as well. Kind of working through, through some things right now. So just look, you know, keep an eye on us, like, and subscribe, you know, find us on Twitter at you tell me pod one and uh, at uh, SSN underscore Steelers. Um, just let us know what you think, comment, share, talk about us, go to, go to uh game cloth, <laughs> game cloth <laughs> brought to you by game cloth, man. Uh, you know, yeah. check those guys out. We give them a free shout out just because I feel they, like we they have, have, stream a lot. So make yeah. sure you check out the streams. And then also, who's your guy? Tell us about your boy real quick. Beep Concrete Construction. That's Beep Concrete Construction. He's back and better than ever. He had, he had a rough week, but <laughs> you can never count that guy out. He is there for all your concrete needs. So make sure you check him out and he'll get you covered, taken care of, and you won't be disappointed. That's Beep Concrete Construction in Angola, Indiana. There you go. Don't ever say we didn't look out for our friends, you know, because friendship is what it's all about, man. Friendship makes the teamwork. Yeah, yeah. good one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's all right. Watch yeah. the movie yeah. Life. You guys have, if you guys want to watch a, a real movie about friendship and, you know, things of that nature, check out the movie Life with Eddie Murphy and Martin Lawrence. It's a classic. classic. Uh, it's a classic movie. Anyways, <laughs> I got enough uh, of my, my voice out there so the next Steelers game is Friday so we'll probably be putting out a podcast Wednesday or Thursday so just keep an eye out for that and have a great week guys and gals we look forward to talking to you soon all right later everybody bye